and welcome back to Superman the Animated Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan McKenzie. In this podcast, we talk about Superman the Animated Series, but with a twist. That is, I talk about the creators, the voice actors in the episode, as well as I'll let you listen to the episode in its entirety, and then have a discussion about the episode and my thoughts and ratings on completion. Then I wrap it all up with some trivia, plus a preview of the next episode. However, this episode is a very special episode. I have a guest. He is a Superman fan, a lover of all things geeky. He is the host of the podcast of Steel. Welcome, the Geek of Steel, Luke Bug. Thank you very much and welcome to the podcast. Hello, Nathan. Thank you very much for having me. It's a, it's a little bit early here in uh, England. <laughs> it's it's grey and gloomy, but I've got my coffee in my Superman mug, so <laughs> I'm ready to go, Nathan. All right, fantastic. Off to a great start. Um, so before we get into the podcast, can you tell me a little bit about um, your love for Superman came from? Um, of course I can. Um, you know, like with many of us, he's always been... In, in our lives in some way or another. I always, uh, I can remember watching him on TV and as a kid and seeing, seeing him in comics. But I really got into the, the legend and the story of Superman when the Smallville television show came out because um, I can remember watching the episode actually on a Sunday, it was on TV, it was airing for the first time. And I didn't know what it was about. I recognized the storyline and some of the names that were being mentioned. And then I was hooked. And from Smallville, I got into the comics, into the, the legend of Superman. And only sort of in the last few years is when I began sharing my passions online, whether it be on Instagram or Facebook and just, um, yeah, being a genuine geek on the internet. That's what I like to do, Nathan. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, so after watching Smallville, that bring you back to going back to like Lois and Clark and stuff like that as well? Or? Yeah, I mean, it sort of they all came in together. I was sort of anything where, you know, now Superman was, you know, my hero of choice. Whatever it was going to be, I was going to enjoy it, whether it be the original movies, the the early animation back from the 40s, and the newer stuff as well, obviously, the, um, you know, the Justice League and the Superman animated adventures, which we'll, um, I think we'll talk about a bit later on. But basically, if my Superman, my hero's story is still being told, no matter how or by who, I'm going to enjoy it because as long as my hero's stories are being told, he's still going to be around making more people happy over the years. So any sort of media where Superman is involved, I'm happy to enjoy it. Oh, fantastic, Luke. Um, so for those of you who don't know, you are the host of your own podcast, The Podcast of Steel. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Of course I can. Um, it's started it, well, the beginning of this year. Um, I had a few requests to, to make one. I've always enjoyed listening to podcasts, whether it be sort of commuting or when you're trying to go to sleep at night. And I thought, you know what? I'm pretty sure I could make people fall asleep with my voice. So <laughs> I started it in the beginning of the year and it just started off me talking about Superman, where my passions came from, how I started blogging. And every now and then I'm um, very fortunate enough to go on what I call adventures whether that be to go to a multimedia screening of a new film or going to a Comic-Con, I can now use a podcast as a, a new platform to sit down and have a chat with followers around the world about what I've been getting up to. And for me, um, I'm a very slow typer. I'm not very quick on the keys. So recording a podcast is fantastic. I can sit down, I've got my coffee, I can just sit down and relax and just spew out all this information. And yeah, it's, it's very therapeutic to sit down and sort of 
take some time out of the day. There's, there's no notifications bothering you. You can just sit down and have a chat. But this interview, this chat that we're having now, is also going to go onto the podcast of Still. And you are, again, you're, you're my first guest, Nathan. So <laughs> I'm very honoured when, um, when you reached out over Twitter to make this happen because um, I'm, I'm glad that you're my first, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks very much, Luke. Um, no, it's my pleasure. Just our last question before we get into the, uh, the nuts and guts of the episode. So as well as being a podcaster, you're also a blogger of your name brand, that being the Geek of Steel, which is all over yes. social media. Uh, can you tell me a little bit how you started and uh, what you're up to at the moment? Yeah, no, of course I can. Well, um, it started on Instagram oh, many years ago. Um, I didn't know much about the internet back then. I was a bit of a novice, whereas now I'm, I'm all over the place. I used Instagram to document my, in, my Superman collection. So I would share photographs of my items and new items and older items and then started using hashtags and then people started liking my posts and then I got a, a steady following of people and I realized, wow, there are other people around the world who are obsessed with things as I am. This is a fantastic platform to, to geek out. And this was before the geek of still was an actual thing. And one day, you know, I wanted to create a brand, so to speak. So yes, the, um, the geek of steel came to be. And rather than just hiding behind the camera, I, I stepped out in front of it and creeped out of a few comfort zones and started making videos and reaching out to companies. And it was pretty much the beginning of last year when I sort of had a sort of a, a, a chat to myself and a prep talk and said, look, if I want to make a go of this, this is the time to do it. So emails were sent out. Lots and lots of emails were sent out to companies saying, look, how can I help you with your brand? Can I help promote a book or a movie? <clears throat> and then I made thegeekofsteel.com and started reviewing and making articles. And after a while, sort of I started building uh, relationships with companies such as DC Comics and Warner Brothers. And every now and again, they will get in touch, which is just a pinch me moment and sort of say, can you review this comic for us or or could you come to this event and it's it's a world that i didn't really knew existed i i knew there were bloggers out there and not in a million years that i think oh that could be me and that's what i say to a lot of people that are wanting to become bloggers you know if you are willing to put the work in you never know where your next step will take you and since i've been taking the geek of steel thing seriously you know i i I got to speak to James Wan, the director of Aquaman. I interviewed Zachary Levi last year. Recently, just come back from the Superman celebration in America. And I got to host a panel with Erica Durant and Helen Slater. And even halfway through that amazing situation, I realized on stage that, okay, I'm 10 feet away from Supergirl and Lois Lane. And sort of, I started stumbling over my words as that, moment of realization came in but it was a proud moment for me one because I didn't fall up the stairs when I walked onto the stage <laughs> that was one of my biggest fears but secondly that it went it went well and um and that was due to um a lot of weeks of planning it was um a lot of work went into that event but I felt honored to be asked to do it and to put the work in to make it the best panel that I could do 
but it's inspired me as probably as much as you know when you've been doing your podcast you realize when your passions come out it sort of it energizes you and makes you feel motivated to do more things because say like two years ago if someone asked me Luke could you come and host a panel I would have probably not even replied to the email it, it might have gone straight to the shy inbox and just not not ever been looked at again but I've realized now that opportunities out are out there when you look for them so it's again it's a side of my life that gives me great enjoyment and I'm afraid to say that the internet is stuck with me for quite some time because <laughs> I'm not going to be going away just yet but yeah it's 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 been a lot of fun I've, I've met some fantastic people through that and I try to make it in, inclusive as possible for everyone I'm not one of these people who say oh look at me I'm at a VIP event today but I can't tell you what it is <laughs> those sort of clickbait articles and, and videos you know they are just out there to make people feel not included and this um there's a very fine line between you know uh there's a few memes and articles online at the moment sort of there's the instagram version of life and there's the reality version of life and i try to make my instagram as as real as possible um and that's why i'm very honest i'm, I'm very transparent of what i'm doing and, and, and who i'm working for but I want to take my followers and my friends along with me when I go on these adventures, because that's what I get enjoyment out of is, is sharing the experience with as many people as I can. So, and again, that, that's where sort of the, the podcast came hand in hand. I was able to relive my experiences and that way make it more inclusive for everybody else. So my, um, especially my, uh, my social media mode, it's and, and my channels it's a very positive and including place um i don't like bad manners i don't like bad language i've had a few run-ins with people that aren't too positive online some i've managed to turn around but some who have continued to sort of try and be that negative little gnat in your ear that want to bring you down and you know there's if those people can't be you know listened to if they don't, if they're not willing to listen, there's always that block button when they're just, you know, life's too short to be negative, I feel. So that block button is always a handy tool to have in one's toolbox. That's for sure. But yeah. No, you're definitely, yeah. you're definitely right there, Luke. I remember if you haven't heard it, go to um, listen to one of Luke's interviews with uh, Zachary Levi. One part Zachary brings into that interview was basically what you just mentioned. You're going to have a lot of, not, not always, but you'll have trolls every now and again. But you need to think about as well, you know, that person might have been writing something bad, but as Zachariah mentioned, you don't know what's in their headspace at the moment when they're writing that to you. So when retaliating, just be wary of the fact that they might be in a bad place when they're writing that. But it still doesn't mean that they should be doing what they're doing either. That doesn't defeat the purpose. That's it, exactly. But I mean, the way that he put it is, you know, as you said, you don't know what the other person's going through. But, you know, it's that old tale of think before you speak yeah i mean you know words have power behind them and some people would automatically say in a situation you're, you're talking about a film or a book that you love in a room full of 20 people that love the same book there will be one person that says i don't like that book i think that book's rubbish and then somebody else might think oh i've not read that book but i think it's rubbish as well 
even though they've not sort of even read the book. And some people sadly find it easier to be negative than the positive. And being, I feel being negative is it's, it's a slippery slope. And for me, I am all about doing the job as easily as possible. <laughs> I don't like effort. You know, I, I can put effort in, but for me to be negative and, and sad sometimes, it sucks up your energy. And being positive and being, you know, open-minded, it, it's easier, but it's more enjoyable. So you get, you get more out than you put in. So yeah. sadly, there are those people out there. But as Zachary did say, you don't know what that person's going through. So yeah. before, you know, before you jump down their throat sort of thing and say, look, don't say that, or you're welcome to your opinion, but don't put it that way. Think about what they're going through. They could be having a very rough time in their life, and this is a way for them to express what they're going through. So as I've said in the, in the past, you know, if anybody does need to talk about a subject that they've got an opinion on, I'm always open to discussion, whether it be in direct messages or in my email, but don't bring that negativity to, to my comment section. I want it to stay, you know, a family friendly place, so to speak. But sadly, you will get those people out there, which is why it's always more important for me, I feel, to be more positive as possible so that I can be louder than those negative voices. That's for sure. No, that's fantastic, Luke. I love the way you put it. Um, and the old saying goes, you haven't got something nice to say, don't say it at all. That always seems to work yeah. as well. <laughs> it certainly does, but not many people listen to those words of advice. <laughs> that's it. Uh, no, exactly. Um, so those who have seen... Um, or not aware of Luke, uh, Luke's uh, social media page at the moment, you're into the Justice League uh, month, as it, as it were. So we know you're going yes. down that stream, but also I've seen as well over in your space, over in London, London Comic Con's coming on soon as well. So are you heading yeah, to Yeah, I'm going to be going. Um, it's an event that I've been going to for, crikey, about three or four years now, since I've sort of seriously started going into getting into blogging. And London Film and Comic Con was my first, my first con. It was my first experience. And I should have gone to a smaller con first <laughs> because that place just, it blew me away. I was going because when I heard the news that um, Sarah Douglas, so Ursa from the original Superman movies was going to be there. Yeah. And Margot Kidder was going to be there as well. And I just knew I had to go there and, and meet them both. So um, again, it's one of those moments where I jumped out of my comfort zone, ordered my tickets, ordered my hotel, went there. On the, I was there for the whole three days and I thought this is going to be a good weekend. I had positive thoughts in my mind and I got in, I got to the very front of Margot Kidder's autograph queue because she was my first lady to see and she was next to Sarah Douglas's desk. And as I was waiting there patiently with about 10 things to sign, and I had, a, I had a thank you letter for her, as I always take a thank you letter to people that I meet. Um, a member of staff came along and took down Margot's poster. I was like, no, what's happening? And um, they said, she's unwell, sadly, but she will be here tomorrow. And sadly, she didn't come back for any of the three days because she was, this was, um, she was quite unwell. But I didn't let that moment get me down too much. Obviously, I, I was rather sad, felt rather defeated. But... Sarah Douglas then stood up 
as she arrived and um, she walked down the line and she explained that Margot wouldn't be coming. She's very apologetic and charming. And I had a wonderful chat with her. And again, I gave her my thank you letter and uh, we, we had a nice chat and that turned my mood around. She didn't have to, you know, be that nice and friendly, but she was genuinely sad that people that had come to see Margot Kidder weren't able to. But in that moment, I, I could have just left the arena and gone home. But because Sarah Douglas was just so charming and lovely, she made me stay. And I ended up having a fantastic weekend there, bumping into some followers and spending far too much money. <laughs> <laughs> but it gave me the love of that Comic-Con scene, something that is, I've seen in the last few years get bigger in the UK. It's, it's not on the scales of America just yet, but it was, it's getting there. And yes, uh, in, a f in two weeks' time, actually, the film and Comic-Con will be on. And I will be there on the Sunday this year. And um, I've already got a few things to get signed by people. Jason Momoa is going to be there. So Aquaman himself, he is more than likely going to be very busy. as um, He's a big star at the moment. But it's, it's going to be a fun weekend. If you are going, look out for me. I'll be wearing my trademark Superman hat. And um, a little thing that I do, if when I meet people in the public, it's always fun. But um, I get sort of, I've got little badges and stickers that, you know, <laughs> you found me in the wild, so you get a badge. But <laughs> as you said, yeah, Justice League July, um, it was a spur of the moment sort of thing. I um, It was towards the end of June. I thought, I haven't got much content planned for July. Let's do something. And then I was just scanning through um, my Amazon Prime app. And Justice League was on there. I thought, oh, yeah, I've not watched this for like, you know, about a year. So I started watching it. And I just, it just made me feel so nostalgic. Because as I'm sure you're aware, it is just a fantastic show. It's been a fantastic show. And it's a story that many of us feel that needs to be brought back. Because it was um, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, the films... Most recently as well, um, Justice League versus The Fatal Five. Yep. Now, that did very well. And watching that film on the day it came out and hearing that original and amazing voiced cast was just... It was, it, it was a glimmer of hope that it might come back someday because it's, I've got a lot of love for it and those characters. I think, I think the best thing about not just Justice League is like it all started, you, you would have to say, back when Batman the Animated Series started... And I love how they've just tried to bring back the original voice actors to voice those characters in either Superman, the animated series, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and the movies. Um, obviously, we all know as Superman fans that you know Tim Daly did the voice in Superman, the animated series, then it went to George Newbern. I love the fact that the, the voices itself, um, very similar. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it was you you've got to really try to sort of listen in to find those different tones of when he's sort of Superman, the serious mode and Superman, the friendly guy. But luckily the voices worked. They weren't too different. And as you said, uh, Kevin Conroy's Batman is just, it's, it's an iconic voice yeah. that has just been there for, for, for many people. It, he was their childhood Batman. And now people, we've come to a generation where people are introduce, introducing their children now to their shows yeah. and this and the, the new stuff as well. And online, there is a there is a a very loud and positive community attempt to bring back the Justice League. So you can't avoid Twitter 
and sort of see hashtags for Justice League reunion and the JL reunion. So I thought, I'll try and bring the two together. I'll do a Justice League July where I can sp spend the month talking about my favorite episodes and merchandise and my memories, but also shed some light on this fan base that wants to bring this film back, this, this, well, the franchise back. And it's not just me. The stars are doing it as well. Susan Eisenberg, the voice of Wonder Woman, is a huge ambassador for this campaign to bring the show back on the air. And um, I've been very fortunate recently to sort of have a few brief chats with her online. And um, she asked for some help with um, a little side project a few days ago. And sort of my heart skipped a beat when, I, when a message came through, said, um, Susan Eisenberg wants to speak to you. I was like, what, 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 what? That's Wonder Woman. <laughs> I was like, had a freak out moment. But these all the characters and, and the celebrities that have worked on this show have got so much love for it and it's it feels like a family community that just want this show to do well i know that um at the moment uh, susan and, and george newburn are in florida at a comic-con and they recently held a panel yesterday to a packed out room and it just shows that there's still so much love for this franchise and that there are so many more stories out there that we want to be told about all these characters and the villains, because there were just some fantastic villains over the years. We want to see that relationship between a Batman and Wonder Woman to see where that goes and things such as that. And it's just, it's tugging at all those nostalgic feelings of your childhood when times were sometimes a little bit easier. You could escape for half an hour with an episode or, or an hour with some of those longer stories. And it's something that we should all cling on to because I was, when I watch those episodes, it only brings back happy memories. And um, I really am ready for some, for some more Justice League stories, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely um, reminisce of the fact that you know, every time they bring out a new movie and you can just hear those voice actors back from the original TV shows, it just brings back those childhood memories. And it's just amazing how... It's just like they haven't missed a beat either over those years since they've done the series to the movies. Like, as you said, Justice League versus The Fatal Five. I thought that movie was fantastic. Just listening to those voices straight away, I was hooked. And, I, and they'll just, yeah, this makes you want to watch it. It was them. fantastic, yeah, because it, it was just like nothing's changed. I mean, obviously, the, some of the, um, the animation style had changed, yeah. but that only increased sort of the effect that it had. It was like, wow, this is like an HD movie with the original voices and as you said the chemistry and sort of their 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 acting skills hadn't skipped a beat it was exactly the same as sort of clicking on the tv hearing that epic theme tune come out and then bang straight into the storyline so hopefully you know the powers that be are listening to the masses because um the world needs more of the justice league that's for sure no nah, definitely um so we're going to do now is just go into like the the body of of the uh, the episode, so we're going to talk about our favourite episodes from Superman the animated series, uh, Justice League, and if we have time, Justice League Unlimited. Um, I know about you, but I found it very hard to find my favourite episode. So this is just one of my favourite episodes. I wouldn't, I, I I don't know if I could number one to five. I think it had changed every week when I when I do it. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad you said that, Nathan. <laughs> when you said we'd be talking about top episodes, I was like. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> I started skip. I was on um, a few Wikipedia pages and going through as it is right here. I've got my guide to the justice league series. <laughs> so I was trying to go back 
and think of my favorite episodes but i've got a few in mind and i'm interested to see if we um we have the same episodes that's for sure so um let's say let's say you go first nathan with one of your favorites um one of my favorites um is basically uh it just brings me back i just just the voice of michael ironside as dark side uh it's basically apocalypse now part one and part two um I remember, I think, I can't remember which episode. It was early on in the series. Um, you just heard Michael Ironside. And straight away as a kid, I just remember that as Top Gun. I just remember that voice from Top Gun. Yep. <laughs> and, um, you know, because as a kid, you didn't really know that the fact that, you know, oh, these actors that are on the big screen actually, you know, brought their voice to the small screen and voiced animated mm. TV, especially, you know, as a, a Superman um, TV show. And that was amazing. Um, and, yeah, and just that ep- double episode, it was... Amazing just how they brought Darkseid into. Obviously, like I said, they, they, they let it up throughout the series. And I love how they've done it on completion as well. Um, but the, end, the ending of part two was actually the saddest part of the whole story. Um, just the, mm. you know, the death of, um, of Dan Turpin. You know, just the end of that part two. And just the anger in Superman when he started to destroy that tank at the end of that episode. That was gut-wrenching just seeing. And he just goes to show that even though we, we know he's a, you know, a, an alien from another planet, but you just you show the human qualities that he has over the death of somebody who didn't deserve to die, and just the anger that he showed destroying that, and just to know if he was to face Darkseid again, what he would do to him, you know, just the fact of what he'd done. So I just thought the episode itself was amazing how they brought oh, the world. It's anyway. I mean, people say, oh, it's a kids' cartoon. I mean, yes, it's based for on children's superheroes, but the way that the stories were told. Um, especially sort of in the Justice League stories when they, you know, they made a few episodes out of one story. It was heart-hitting stuff and there were some deep topics in that. And as you said, that episode, you, you could... Superman was going through some serious emotional stuff and they did that perfectly with, you know, with him lashing out. And fantastic episode as well. Good choice. <laughs> um, the one from me, from, especially well, from the Superman animated, was, well... It's any episode that involves Bizarro in some way. Yep. I adore Bizarro. I don't see him as a villain. He is just a confused hero. And there's that scene in... Um, I think when it goes back. He's, he thinks he's doing the right thing. You can see Superman saving the town and saving the day. But then sort of you actually see that it's Bizarro making a mess of everything. And um, it was just... It, he's he's a character that I adore. I don't relate to him as much. <laughs> um, I have dreamed of uh, uh, cosplaying as Bizarro uh, one day. Maybe that could be something in the near future. <laughs> but he's just a fantastic character. And it was um, ident- uh, Identity Crisis, where he, this, this, he first appeared in his animated adventures. And I was like, who is this character? I, I want to know more about him. And I, and from that, from those early days is when I started collecting Bizarro memorabilia. There's not much out there. Um, yep. He does need some more stuff, but Bizarro, anytime he appeared in the animated ventures was just a joy for me. And he's a good guy. And that episode, there were some emotional scenes in it. It was a lot like um, uh, the Iron Giant, where at the end he, he knows what he can do and when he puts his best foot forward, he can, even though he doesn't always do it the best way, he's trying to do his best. Yeah. And um, 
yeah, definitely one of my one of my favourites was the um, Any Bizarro episode because yeah, he's a great guy. Even thinking about him now makes me smile. He's a clumsy <laughs> fool, just like me. That's where I can relate. I think. <laughs> well, I think the best thing about Bizarro um, in the animated series was. Um, I'm pretty sure you know, but uh, Tim Daly actually voiced not only Superman, but Bizarro. I think that was and amazing what, what they that's did. That's it. It was, it was a good little touch. I mean, if there were ever some, you know, behind-the-scenes footage of that, I want to sort of see him go from, in an instant, change from Superman to Bizarro. Because I've seen some footage of how they, you know, they get quite uh, physical when they project their lines. So I want to see sort of, I've seen him when he, when he does the voice of Superman, he stands very bold and upright and, you know, doing his best. But when he's, if he's bizarro, does he sort of slouch a bit? Does he hang his arms down with his knuckles dragging across the floor? But again, that it's another instance where that voice acting just, it's not an easy job. And they did it so well for each and individual character. And in the early episodes, lots, if you go sort of on the IMDB pages, the sort of the, you know that magnificent cast they voiced a lot of other characters even if it was just sort of an, an extra in a certain scene you can sort of pick out michael rosenbaum's voice here and there but just with a different twang on it but the voice actors for that show made it the success that it is i feel and then um, especially you know i'm i'm biased as i'm a superman fan but anytime <laughs> superman was on the scene that's when i would sort of you know pay attention a little bit more <laughs> well i think we can both say that's probably uh, each episode that we've chosen chosen is not necessarily our best episode but it's just one of our favorite episodes um i was i was thinking many about um anytime they brought batman into the, the animated series i thought it was amazing how just kevin conroy um the joker mark hamill you know that voice is just amazing oh i don't it's 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 the laugh that gets me every time <laughs> I feel, I mean, there's, again, many people have played the Joker over the years, but Mark Hamill's laugh, for me, just sends absolute chills down my spine. Um, I, as part of Justice League July, I've been reviewing just a short little review of each episode in a thread. And um, uh, yesterday, oh, uh, he sort of, um, he was tagged in a tweet and he, and, he, and he liked it for me. And I was like, I was like, wow, Mark Hamill's liked my tweet. The Joker has liked my tweet. I was freaking out. But yeah, Batman's, you know, the way that Batman is, people think that I hate Batman. I don't. I think he's a fantastic character. And he has some fantastic lines. I think it's at the very end of the first episode of the Justice League when, when they're, they're all on the watchtower and the league is finally won. And uh, Batman, Superman says, like, you know, we are, we're the Justice League. We're, we, we are a thing now. And Batman's like, well, if you need me, call me. <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's, that's the Batman. That's like the typical Batman. But yeah, sort of Kevin, Kevin Conroy, you know, he is Batman to so many people. As much as Michael Keaton is some people's Batman or Christian Bale or Ben Affleck. But He's doing, you know, he's, he's again, as Superman's legacy will remain alive by new people portraying him, he's just another fine actor who's made his own personal touch on that hero. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very in agreement with you there. When, whenever Batman came into a scene, you know he's either going to say something very fun or 
you know, steal the scene with his gadgets and his butt kicking. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can go on forever with the ga- with um, all our favourite episodes and the animated series, and um, hopefully down the track we'll uh, we'll have another podcast together and we'll come up with some more favourites of our of of the animated series. Oh yeah, I mean, as you said, each each time I watch it, I find something new that I like. Or I, and again, you know, picking. It's like picking your favorite Superman or picking your favorite comic. Your moods change. So it's always, you know, something new is coming out. But I can honestly pick out something from every single episode of the Justice League or the Superman or the Batman animated series and find something that I love because, you know, it's again, I mentioned it before, it's that nostalgic feeling. But I'll always enjoy just sitting back. Even if it's on in the background, whilst I'm trying to write an article, um, I'll probably stop halfway through just to finish that one scene <laughs> because it is just, they're just so enjoyable. All right, awesome. Um, all right, what we're going to now is um, a, or one of our favourites, let's just say that instead of the favourite, one of our favourite episodes of Justice League. Um, as we know, they broke it up. Justice League had uh, two seasons and they broke it down into Justice League Unlimited. Uh, so, just, so Justice League, I'll let you start off first this time, Luke. Um, what did you- no, please do. Um, it was it's one that I've, I was watching through recently and I did actually watch them all twice. It was the legends episode oh. where, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> so one of yours as well, I can see you nodding uh, in agreement in the background there. It's a fantastic. I, 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 was, I was going to say that was mine as well. So we're in agreement. I'll let you go first. That's <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> well, no, it was just, again, it was a very emotional episode and it just, there was lots of nods to the original comic storylines and, and other comic heroes that they did sadly have to change for some legal reasons, but it's just, it was heroes appreciating heroes and, and coming together. And it was an action packed episode full of emotion and drama. And we get to see, you know, Green Lantern, like geek boy, like, like, you know, he, he's geeking out over heroes that he knew of, even though it's on this, you know, this sort of alternate universe, but just a fantastic episode. And watching that one back was just, it was a sort of an emotional roller coaster to, um, to watch the episode back because it was a um, fantastic story and heroes acting out with other heroes and coming forward and, you know, facing all their battles together. It was a great teamwork episode and one of my favourites. But what, what what did it mean to you, that episode, Nathan? Uh, I think it was a bit of both as well. I just thought it had a lot of, um, like I said, nostalgic, the fact that, you know, uh, the Green Lantern, you know, thinking back to his childhood of who his, his superheroes were growing up. But also, you know, the sad ending, actually, like, you know, the twist towards the end, like watching it back oh now, you know, yeah. know what's going to happen. But the twist at the end, you actually feel sorry for you know, the alien, so to speak, that, um, you know. Yeah, no, it was awful. And that, um, I think it was an ice cream truck man, wasn't yeah. it? That was sort of, or no, was, it, was he a post? It was a postman. It was something a, like that, but. The young, yeah, the young kid, um, it was playing the young young kid that just kept going yeah. on. And um, it was just, yeah. And, but just watching the end part when, the, you know, all the same actors, it was like, um, like the Truman Show, you know, they kept up to turn up at the same time. They had to be somewhere at a certain time and stuff exactly. like that. Um, but I just like how they try to bring back the future and the part. It's like, um, you know, when we go into the future and see the Legion, you know, like oh, yes. when they come back, uh, that's what I loved about Justice League versus the Fatal Five. It's always good. But I love when the, the, the Legion come back and mix with 
um, you know, the present, so to speak. Um, there was there was an animated show a while ago. It was only two seasons, I think. They had the Legion of Superheroes and Superboy yep. went to the future. Um, very hard to come by in Australia. Uh, I did find it. Um, I really enjoyed it, actually. I, I, I just love the storyline, how they told, you know, about the future and stuff like that and how superheroes deal with things back there. So that's how I enjoy it. I like the science fiction side of things, how we talk about the future and the past. And, and that's it. I mean, that's the one. I mean, sometimes time travel writing can be seen it comes across as lazy writing but when it's done right and you know you and the justice league they did do quite a bit of um uh time travel and how the space-time continuum can affect you know a timeline they did it well and it was always really well thought out and that's why and you know the possibility of future episodes with that time travel aspect and the different universes there is just an absolute abundance of storylines and characters from different universes could come together. So we could sort of imagine the possibility of, you know, a Justice League Teen Titans crossover or something like that, or just, just there's so much out there that has been not really talked about too much that they could intertwine together. And space-time, time-travel writing, as, as, as I said, when done correctly, it can really work so but yeah no that that episode when we do see him, that his world crumble around him and it goes from sort of you know this this wasteland it was um yeah definitely an emotional episode and i'm, I'm glad we both chose that one <laughs> <laughs> now going on to um going off topic a little bit going on to the uh, live action into the dceu or whatever they want to call it nowadays it was just you know, <laughs> so every, many different names for it <laughs> like, like everyone's worried about where we're going to go into in the future and um, I think well, my biggest thought was we're going to do the Flashpoint movie and probably going to mm. rechange everything that way. Um, I don't know whether they, they're going to still go in that path. There's still rumors going around that Ezra Miller is going to stay as the Flash and everything like that. But that's a totally different another episode we can talk about later on. Down the oh, that's a whole can of worms there, man. I tell yeah. you what, it's, and that's the one thing that I, I feel strongly about online is that I never want to share news that is a rumor. Yeah. I will only share news when it has been shared by the person that is playing the role or shared by the movie company. Um, for some crazy reason, people believe that I know if Henry Cavill is still Superman. Because <laughs> one, I'm British, and two, I'm a blogger. It's not as if I'm, I'm bumping into him going down the street to buy a glass of milk. But I, if, if he is still Superman... I would be so happy about that. I think he, he brought so much to the role. He's a fantastic guy, um, you know, but if he's not Superman, I'm grateful for what he's brought to the role. Again, another chapter in the Superman book. And I've not announced on Superman, on, on my social media, that Superman has ended his, Henry Cavill has, has ended playing Superman. I've not stated those words and I won't until it's official because rumors and clickbait are on every single website you go on and normally you'll after a million different pop-up adverts come on the screen you will be sent to an article that is just absolutely pointless there are no there's no depth there's no truth or there's no information in the article just clickbait about a story that might or might not be true so yeah i mean it's at the moment the superman movies and the dc movies 
are all over the place. There's lots going on. We've got the Joker movie coming out. We've got, you know, the new Harley Quinn movie. But I will only share news that is official, 100% official. And if said news changes, I would go back and make another post about that. But sadly, we live in a time where you've got to be the first person to share the news. And if you don't, it's like, oh, second place is first loser. We posted that fake story first of all. So again, something that I always believe in on sharing online is honest information and transparent news. But I hope Henry Cavill is still Superman because he's, he's got a lot of love for the character. And the way that I hear him speak in interviews and, and, and acts on the red carpet and, and when needed to be, he does act a lot like Superman and Clark Kent combined. And um, I, for one, am not ready for him to not be Superman. That's for sure. <laughs> no, I totally agree with everything you said, Luke. And well said too, by the way. Um, Thank you. There's, not, there's nothing worse than jumping on social media and you're seeing all these, you know, one day, you know, this person's the actor next, next day. Oh, now this person's now acting. It's even the, the farcical of um, Tom Welling coming back at Arrow in season eight. Um, even listening to him on uh, listening onto uh, inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum, he even said that as even stated, he said that as a joke. Yeah. And you know, people were just taking that and go, Oh, I'll, I must put that online so people can hear it. <laughs> as long as they put it, as long as they put it inside quotation marks, <laughs> it's real. Anything is free game. It is stupid. So bizarre. But though, yeah, those podcasts, Michael Rosenpalm's inside of you is, is one of the reasons why I got into podcasting. He's just, he's found a rhythm there that works so well. And recently he, he did have um, the Smallville week. Yep. And it was superb. I was stuck in Chicago airport for what seemed like a week. I had, I had uh, cancelled and delayed flights. So I found a comfy little spot in the airport and just listened to all of those podcasts. And it made the day as enjoyable as it could be. But just hearing those, hearing especially Tom and Michael together, their chemistry um, is just superb. I've never been, I've been to a, two separate cons where I saw one where Michael Rosenbaum was at and another where Tom Welling. And I, I've seen videos of the two of them together and it looks like so much fun. So I knew that podcast was going to be one of their, one of their favorites and um, one of mine as well, especially <laughs> um, the Tom Welling ones and the Zachary Levi episodes. Some of my favorite inside of you podcasts there, but yeah, good guys. For sure. Uh Oh, definitely. Oh, I'm still kicking myself. Last year, I had the opportunity um, just to go down to the Gold Coast, which is about an hour from where I live, um, to see both Tom and Michael at the at a Comic Con they had held down there. But unfortunately, I couldn't get away with work. I, I, I tried oh, everything to get out of it, and I'm still kicking <laughs> myself to this day that I couldn't go and see Tom. And I would have, oh, I would have paid any you know, photo with them or just to see them. It's just yeah, it would have been a, a dream come true. Well, you, you never know. They are they are both touring more. Um, Tom is filming at the moment and he has said that he's putting cons on hold for a while. He's, you know, he, for, for many years he didn't attend cons and then Michael, I think must've, you know, pushed him into it because he's realized that, you know, obviously it's financial gain to it, but he's getting a lot of fun as well. And yeah. I, I really want to um, see those two together. Yeah. It's definitely great. Great listening to him come out of his shell as well. Even he said he was he didn't really want to talk about him when he was on the show originally, but now he, he just loves interacting with the fans and I think he realizes what support base and what fan base there is about the show, um, which is amazing. 
Oh, yes. As, as the saying goes, you know, always hold on to Smallville, just like that <laughs> podcast you mentioned. Yeah. And people have so much love for those stories and characters. No, exactly. Um, all right, going back to uh, the, the show that we're doing with regards to the animated world of Superman, um, we'll go on to now the Justice League Unlimited. Um, so one of your favourite episodes in regards to that? Um, oh, get- right. Yeah. So this was, this was, um, it was a fun one for me. I yep. mean, some, sometimes these episodes can be dark and violent and a bit, and a bit um, serious. But one for me in the in Unlimited was Kids Stuff. Yep. Remember that one where they, where they all turn into children? Oh, yeah. yeah I, me- oh, I remember that one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was just, it was seeing, you know, I think sort of if they were an age group, they're about 10 to 12. <laughs> and they got kid actors in, the costumes and their physique changed. But it was almost like kids going, you know, the superheroes going back to school and sort of hanging out as kids. Fantastic, crazy episodes. Um, lots of funny moments and uh, sort of chemistry, more chemistry back then between Wonder Woman and Batman. But it was, I watched it um, when you, when you um, asked me about talking about favourite episodes. I went back and I watched that episode. And um, I started off taking a few notes at the beginning. It didn't take long. And I was just, I got lost in that episode of just watching <laughs> superheroes as kids. And yeah, brought back, um, brought back some fun memories of me being in school but also watching the episodes for the first time, just crazy zany stuff. And sometimes you need that, you know, that breakup, you know, that going from a serious episode to a fun episode. And that's what the Justice League did so well, whether it be unlimited or animated. Each and every episode had a different tone. It had, you know, there were many different writers that worked on all of those shows. And it shows in each episode because there was never sort of any repetitive storyline. It was always something fresh, whether it be with a new villain or, or a new character coming into it. But that one for me, just, just to be, you know, a crazy episode, kid stuff was, was yeah, that, that was a fun one. That was a good one for me. That was the, um, if I remember correctly, that was the episode when you had the young, young kidneys, uh, mother is like a witch or a sorcerer. That's the one. Yeah. 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 And again, even it was, it was a fun episode um, at the end, sort of, sort of, his powers were reversed and he became an old man, but his mother was still sort of treating him like a baby as he <laughs> sat in his chair by the fire, just drooling away. But yeah, crazy episode. When you started talking about fun episode, that my, my episode is all fun as well. It's uh, the great brain robbery. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's the one episode where Lex Luthor and the flash, um, obviously their brain switch over. And I just remember one scene that I, I just, I think it's the funniest scene in the whole series. It's just when, so Lex Luthor's obviously the Flash. He goes in front of a mirror and goes, "Well, if I can't find out what else is going on, I'm going to find out who the who this who the Flash is." Takes the mask off and goes, "I have no idea who this person is." That's is that's it. <laughs> so and the stuff. It was yeah. I mean Lex Luthor um, in that. One of my, you know, go-to favorite villains. Whether it's not Bizarro, uh, Lex Luthor has some fantastic lines, and. Yeah, good episode to pick, Nathan. I'm gonna, I might have to watch that one this afternoon. <laughs> not just for that line when he rips the mask off. <laughs> oh, exactly. And Clancy Brown, I reckon, he's just got that iconic voice. He's just, I'd love for him to do, I think he's been on some podcasts, but if he was to just come to England, I would be over the moon because <laughs> if there was a panel with Clancy Brown, I could listen to his voice like just all day long because yeah. he's, he's got some fantastic stories from his time working on that show. Oh, exactly. Like obviously, yeah, listening to him on, on the 
on the animated series and also thinking back to live action, like I, I remember it mostly from the Shawshank Redemption and also um, uh, Star, uh, Starship Troopers as well. Just the two iconic characters in both those movies. And then obviously it's Lex Luthor, like three, three of my favorite characters in all, of all time and Clancy Brown's behind it. Yeah, it's amazing what he can do. Oh, goodness me, yes. <laughs> uh, awesome. All right, so we've, we've basically gone over our favourite, um, well, one of our favourite episodes of each of the animated series of Superman, uh, Justice League series, and Justice League Unlimited. So, um, Luke, first of all, I want to thank you very much for your time uh, this morning for yourself and this evening for myself. No, no, it's been an absolute pleasure. So, as I said, yeah, this is, um, this for sure is going to um, be on my podcast as well, because this, this was my, um, so I'm a first guest on your, you know, your first guests on mine. This is, um, it's, it's nice to interact with fellow fans over the what you know you're in australia right now which is quite a way away from portsmouth <laughs> if you say that much and you know that's what the good side about social media there are lots of negative points about the internet and you know when two people from very two different walks of life can interact and chat you know this is a very easygoing chat it's like we've only spoken twice before this on camera but it's and that's how I feel whenever I speak with Superman fans, no matter where they come from. When we start talking about our heroes and the things that we love, it's like just two friends having a chat. So recently when I was in the Superman celebration, the first time I went there, I knew I had to go back because I just felt like such a connection with this town and the celebration and Superman. It was just a place where all these like-minded people from around the world were coming together just to enjoy the legacy that is Superman. And that's why um, I will be going back as um, many times as I possibly can. <laughs> it's just an amazing place. And when I can't do that, when I can't be there, sharing my adventures and Superman thoughts online with like-minded people like yourself, Nathan, it's something that I will always find time to do because it's, you can learn from it. You can get enjoyment out of it. And it's just when one starts talking about their passions with other people, you learn so much more about yourself and the world around you. So I, um, again, I apologize. I, the internet is stuck with me for many years to come because I've, I've met some fantastic people and made magnificent memories just from sharing my love of Superman. And I have no, intentions of stopping just yet <laughs> well i hope, I hope that luke um like i said we follow this journey with you i, I love seeing what you do I, I think it's amazing what you do your love of um the superman love of the dc world and, and the geek world of, of, of everything um i love your passion for what you do uh, i think it's absolutely incredible and an inspiration to a lot of people especially to me as well just following your journey um be a little bit jealous as well you know seeing what you're able to do um the thing i mean yeah jealousy you know, um, one of the things I get, I, I do get comments saying, you know, jealousy of sometimes. Another one that I get and I talked about on my most recent podcast is the comment that I dislike the most is you're so lucky. Yeah. And I'm, I, I, I can understand that, how my, it can be perceived as lucky. But behind the scenes, there's, there's a lot of work that gets involved with it, as I'm sure you're aware. And yeah. there is a great quote, I, I forget. The, the the man who said it but it was it goes um the harder you work the luckier you get 
and I couldn't agree more with that statement. So when I do get the words, you know, oh, you're so lucky, I see that as inspiration to, to work harder. But when I hear comments like the ones that you just gave, um, thank you so much for that was wonderful. I'm not always the best at taking compliments, but <laughs> in this situation, I promise I will. And to hear someone say that I'm an inspiration to them, again, that is something, words that I would never take lightly. So thank you so much, Nathan. One, for having me on your wonderful podcast, but for two, saying those fantastic words, because I, I feel we've um, had a wonderful chat today. No, you're very welcome, Luke. Um, so where can everyone find you on social media and follow your journey? Um, well, I'm, I'm everywhere, Nathan. I tell you <laughs> Another thing that I believe in, I mean, if, if you've got something to say, don't just keep it on one platform, say it anywhere. If you're proud of your content, share it. So I'm on Facebook and that is um, Geek of Steel on Facebook. Instagram is the Geek of Steel. Twitter is the Geek of Steel. I've got the geekofsteel.com as well. And YouTube dot com the geek of steel i'm slowly getting back into making more videos it's um something that i've enjoyed doing there you'll find my uh, adventures some blogs trailer reactions that i've been um getting into doing recently they're fun <laughs> I saw and that, that was pretty funny <laughs> oh, is, that, is that for the boys or yeah, yeah. My, uh, well i'm very grateful in the fact that um so that comes out at the end of july on amazon prime and I was lucky enough to be sent the episodes to watch so I can get them reviewed within time when the show comes out. And I finished the show last night. <laughs> and this show, let me tell you, um, it's violent, it's inappropriate, it's very dark, <laughs> but it's very funny, but very, very well written. Um, when I first watched that trailer, I was like, yeah, okay, this is Smallville meets The Sopranos because it is that elements of those two worlds coming together. But after just the first episode, I was hooked. Yeah, so it comes out on the end of, end of July, and I can't wait to watch it again. But yeah, that trailer reaction was a fun one. But um, also on my YouTube channel is um, where you can see uh, some of my reviews for the DC Comics fan channel. That was, um, that was a, a, a pinching moment when they reached out and asked me to um, review some comics and review them online. Again, that was another instance where I had to step in front of the camera rather than being behind it. That's my more comfortable zone. <laughs> and um, it, was, it, was, it was an honor to review some comics and um, share my thoughts online. It's always dangerous um, reviewing books, reviewing comics online, because as you know, there are some diehard fans out there that want comics written the way that they want comics to be written, which is, you know, it's a bit silly because if you're reading a story, you shouldn't know where it's going to be going. You should be told a story the same way when you go in to see a film, it should be shown, you know, as a new adventure. So I was a bit dubious about doing that as I wasn't really ready for the, um, the backlash from the comments online, but luckily most of them are quite positive, but I, the gut-wrenching moment whenever um, DC Comics tweet out a video that's got sort of my name in it and, and my face of all things to be spread out across the internet, um, there's always that anxiety of like, oh, what if they hate this video? Or what if, you know, what if I get hate from this? And if one continues to feel that way, then you won't get anything done. 
so that's why always i always believe in sharing one's reviews and, and feelings about a show because if you worry too much about what other people think then you'll end up just somebody behind a keyboard that doesn't have much of a voice <laughs> no totally totally great um like with regards to that um, and you, you're exactly right. You, I always believe um, the hard work pays off in the long run. And you can just see that you do a lot of hard work. And like you said, it just, just shows um, with everything that you've done. Um, those who haven't seen it yet, go to the, uh, Luke's uh, YouTube channel and also his podcast. The interv- the um, Not the interview, um, the ta- the re- uh, with the um, su- Supergirl and uh, Lois Lane. The, um, yes, the panel. That's, that is panel. live on there now. Yeah, my, my longest episode to date. <laughs> but that was, um, it was great. Yeah, so I had about 10 minutes of me asking the ladies some questions. And then I was so grateful that the audience had so many because it was um, originally meant to be a 45-minute panel. But where we started a bit earlier, it turned into an hour panel. And each and every question from the audience, um, whether it was aimed at Helen or Erica or the two ladies combined, the audience came up with some magnificent questions, which made my job as host a heck of a lot easier. So I was very great. I had these sort of, I was waking up very early in the morning, days before the event thinking, what if nobody asks a question and I run out of questions? Surely they're going to get bored of me asking about this. But no, fortunately, everybody in that audience had a fantastic time and their questions were equally as excellent as the ladies' answers. Now, if you haven't seen it, I, I strongly suggest going to watch it or listen to it on on your podcast. Um, so as for me, you can find uh, me on social media on Twitter at SupAnimatedPod. That's capital S-U-P, capital A-N-I-M-A-T-E-D, capital P-O-D. Yep, I know that's a mouthful. I need to work on that, I think. <laughs> um, and also you can find me on my other pages at the M-Word 81, or you can find me on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the M-Word 81. You can also find uh, the podcast on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the podcast app. Please leave a rating and review. It'd be great to hear from you in the future. So thanks again, Luke. It's been great having you on the podcast, and I'd love to do this again down the future if you've got time in your busy schedule. Nathan, I will be sure to make time for this because this was, um, again, it's, it's still a podcast, but it was a fun one, having somebody else to talk to rather than me rambling on for an hour about my favorite Superman comics. So this was a joy. And the time difference, yes, will always be a little bit difficult with us, seeing as we're literally on different sides of the planet, but (laughs) through the magic of the internet, I'm sure we could make that happen, Nathan. Oh, fantastic. All right, so um, see you all next time. I'm Nathan McKenzie. Bye for now. This is Superman, the animated podcast.